We are proud to introduce the Grunt Style Foundation, a nonprofit devoted to servicing our service members, veterans, and their families. It's an organization that is built on three pillars, honor, integrity, and advocacy. We recognize those who have courageously served our country, and we're ready to go to the very steps of power on their behalf. We've done it before, and we'll do it again. From providing veterans with affordable in-home therapy methods, to championing alternative therapies to combat traumatic brain injuries, toxic chemical or heavy metal exposures, and more. Our approach is holistic and aggressive. Wherever our community is in need, we are there. Our mission is ongoing and will remain with support from people like you. Make our mission your mission, and together we can turn the tide. Someone has to. Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org for more information and join the change today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaslighting the Warfighter. It is me, Tim Jensen, your host, with my co-host, Will Wisner, the executive director of the Grunstyle Foundation. And we're talking on this three-segment, maybe even four, we don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But this three-segment conversation on psychedelics within the veteran community. And we have a very special guest today uh, that is going to be you know, shedding some light on integration, why this work within our space is so important. And I want to introduce uh, a very special person. Uh, his name is Zach Riggle. He is the COO of Heroic Hearts. He's a former Marine with multiple deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. He's a MIT graduate, uh, or I'm sorry, an, M- an MBA from the MIT, and a Sloan Fellow. So, well, everybody, would you please help me welcome Mr. Zach Regal. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, in this, these segments about psychedelics in the veteran space, and, you know, what better organization to talk to than Heroic Hearts, who's been leading much of the conversation over the last few years um, through getting individuals in, into the programs, uh, getting them the modalities of treatment, uh, and, you know, in many senses, helping and curing a lot of these uh, uh, ailments and anxieties and, you know, uh, stickiness that we've brought back from combat or even brought into military service that was triggered by, uh, you know, some of these more traumatic events. Um, let us, tell us a little bit about Heroic Hearts. Yeah, so Heroic Hearts, founded uh, 2017 by Jesse Gold, uh, former uh, U.S. Army Ranger. Um, he came back, he was experiencing some, you know, some basic PTSD from Afghanistan deployments. And just on his own, well, his own vision quest, going around trying different things, uh, he spent... <laughs> A lot of time in different places around the world, um, you know, a year-ish working in Cambodia, doing some different things, um, a lot of time in uh, Latin South America. Uh, he was down in Colombia and sat in a, uh, sat in a, a plant medicine and an ayahuasca ceremony, and uh, it had some pretty profound effects. Um, and he's like, I, I think there might be, there might be something here. There might be something in this. And then so started researching, found out it had been beneficial for some others and other cultures, and basically just started working to, to put something together. How, how can I, he was wondering how he could get that medicine out to the rest of the world. So um, luckily for me, um, my journey kind of took me to a, to a place that intersected with that um, in you know, 20, I don't know, 20, 2019-ish. Um, and uh, I found myself down at, a, at a, an ayahuasca ceremony put on by Heroic Hearts, myself, two NHL players, and um, our former NHL players, and uh, another Marine Raider. And um, it light and day, or night and day, saved, saved my life. Mm. 
So after that, decided like, hey, there's there's something here. Um, I had a background in, in growing and scaling companies, and so I, I told him I would I would jump on and, and help him like do something with this, which is what we've been doing now for the past few years. That's incredible. Um, you know, so we, we talk about psychedelics, and this word ayahuasca comes up a lot. What is ayahuasca? Yeah, that's a, that's a deep <laughs> question, right? So um, ayahuasca is ayahuasca itself is is vine, right? Menisterius copy. Um, it is the you know, ayahuasca that we talk about is is a, a brew, which is the ayahuasca the the um, the vine itself, and then um, I always lose the name of the other stuff. The <laughs> yeah, the chacruna, uh, which. I can't think of the names of different plants, but you add the chacruna, and you put those things together, and that makes this this tea. That um, it's a, it's a it's a medicinal tea. It's mm -hmm. a you know, ceremonial thing, and there's a lot of different stuff that happens. I won't go into the technical piece, um, but it, it works as a, a, a psychedelic healing agent, right? There's a, there's a spiritual piece, kind of what goes on in the places that we don't understand, and then there's a scientific part that you can really dive into and understand what's what's going on within within your system. Um, it's up there with a handful of other psychedelics that, that have been shown to be effective um, in this, this same type of treatment modality. So treatment for, um, for mental health illnesses like, like PTSD. Um, uh, Ibogaine is a, is a derivative of the iboga, the iboga um, plant or the iboga tree. So it's from a bark. Um, and then psilocybin from psilocybin mushrooms work with and then there's, there's a, a few others um san pedro Wakuma, um so the, the cacti and the peyote that's that's cover over on one side and ultimately they're all they're all what we call master teaching plants so things that have been around for you know thousands of years that that uh, native communities have known to work with as as medicines as healing agents um that we're now Know, rediscovering and finding like oh man these are these are cures these are things that can help us help us to heal help us to live better, like cleaner truer lives yeah yeah and you know it wasn't only maybe 70 years ago uh the early 60s um that you know a lot of science was building and, and showing the values of psychedelics within the mental health space um you know then then it gets you know co-opted by the Tim, the Tim Learys, the Ken Keseys, uh, you know, going out and creating these, you know, uh, psychedelic experiences out in San Francisco and yada, 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 that ultimately, you know, and the war on drugs you know, put a, a big lid on psychedelics within this country. And to your point of, uh, you know, science re-examining uh, these things and the benefits that they're bringing to the community is profound. Uh, you know, speak to, you know, uh, speaking of, you know, last year the FDA came forward on two separate independent studies uh, talking about the benefits of psilocybin uh, in uh, anxiety and PTS uh, specifically. And those were independent, two different cohorts of, of individuals that studies were happening in. Um, and, and, it's, and it's working. Where do you see within the space, how is, that, how is it shaping as Heroic Hearts is doing the work? It's, you know, it's becoming very pop culture uh, across the country. You know, you've got quarterbacks in the NFL uh, doing ayahuasca. Um, you know, where do you see this all going for, you know, most specifically the, the, the community I care about, that Will cares about, that you care about, you know, is, uh, is our veteran community. Um, where do you see it going? Yeah, well, one, we're, we're grateful to, you know, to those who've been brave enough to talk about it in public, right? So even with 
even with myself, with Rogue Hearts, in, in the earlier days, it was, you know, we'd see someone who we think might benefit from our program, and it was kind of a back alley conversation, like, hey, you know, we, right. we know a guy. <laughs> Let's, you know, get you on a truck, get you down to Peru, get you taken care of. And then when you come back, whether you talk about it is ultimately up to you, and that's a decision you have to make with your family and figure out what's right for you. Um, realized that I, you know, I <laughs> couldn't be that. I needed to, needed to tell people because that's part of the deal, right, is, is tell, tell what, what I've been through and the things that helped me and that helps others then. So people like Aaron Rodgers coming out and talking about it or Bob Parsons um, coming out and talking about it, like that's helping to make it more mainstream, which then is helping to make it more acceptable, which means it's not just some crazy cult thing that you're, you know, voodoo back, you know, backwoods thing. It's, it's a legitimate thing that is having a legitimate impact. And that means that people are taking it seriously. And so, you know, when you think about what have been the, the barriers to psychedelics in the past or what, what's holding it back, and there's the, there's the, you know, all drugs are bad community, like, you know, this will never work. And there's the, you know, you touch a mushroom, you become a hippie, like, type <laughs> community. And it's like, well, really, what is it now? You know, that the hippie part, like, that was never a good argument in the first place. Right. And the drugs are, all drugs are bad. Well, you know, but we're seeing benefit. Right. And these are, these are legitimate people that have jobs and have kids. And they're, it's it's working. Right. I mean, if you've, you have no, you have, you've seen people, it is, it can be a night and day difference. And it's really just hard to argue with that. So I think it's mainstream or the legal world. Like it's, it's, it's slow to catch up, but it's, it's really hard to argue with what are facts. And yeah. so part of the work that heroic hearts does is, is in advocacy. So our primary mission is, is to create and maintain a community because community comes first for us create and maintain a healing community centered around access to psychedelic treatment or psychedelic therapy. Um, our secondary objectives are research, education, and advocacy, mm -hmm. because that's, that's where like a, a lot of work still needs to be done. And by helping, by helping this group over here, we can then point to those success stories, those successful cases and, and help to change the laws, which yeah we've helped to do by sponsoring in Oregon and sponsoring in California and assisting with uh, a lot of the other uh, legislative bodies that are, that are going on trying to get this word out. And then the education piece. So it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just the, the uh, legislators that need to understand it. It's, it's people who are struggling need to understand that this is an option, that mm -hmm. this is a modality for care, a modality for treatment. Um, we need their friends and families to know so that they can point them in the right direction if they're unable to find it on their own. And we need the providers to understand. We need the doctors to know that this is a thing. Yeah. You know, so that involves us, people like me and Jesse, talking to the VA or talking to hospital systems and explaining to the doctors, like, okay, take this seriously. And you know, a few years ago, they wouldn't take those calls. And now, you know, now, they're, now they say, show me the data, but at least they'll, they'll listen. Yeah. But we're also working on the data side, too, because I, I knew early on that's, you know, that's what those fancy education things do for <laughs> us is show us how, like, how important data is, right. right? So we knew early on that data was going to be a play in this. And so we work with an organization, a platform called Maya, Maya Health, to record uh, data measures. And then that will enable us to one day walk into the VA and say, okay, here's your data. Here's our data. Which one is showing efficacy? Which one is showing yeah. that it works? Right. And that's a really powerful thing. That's how you change the entire system. 
And so that's, that's something that's really exciting is to kind of be on this frontier of you know, not only helping people find something that, that helps to heal them, yep. you know, helping, I, I don't want to say a cure because it, it works differently with each person, but providing an option that they didn't have before, but also changing the entire system to increase access. So we shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to fly busloads of veterans to Peru <laughs> once a month right. to get them options for healing, to, right. to give them access to healing. Like that, that's really fucked up, yes, it is. <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. Um, so let's change the system here, which is what we're working to do. Yeah, and you'd said something earlier. I want to touch on that. You know, if you touch a mushroom, you become a hippie. You know, we're talking about uh, side effects. Right, absolutely. But but really, I would... what have you seen the show? Uh, yeah. the, 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 what is it? The The Last of Us. Yeah. Like walking mushrooms. <laughs> so, you know, uh, this we we know what the side effects are of the actual real drugs that the VA, you know, uh, gives when attempting to address these mental health issues and, and uh, issues of mental health and wellness. And, uh, you know, some of those impacts are, are pretty devastating. You know, some, sometimes it's a good fit. Sometimes yeah. it's what people need. Uh, but there certainly are side effects that go along with that. Uh, I'd say my experience uh, would suggest that, you know, the side effects of the, this type of modality is uh, an, in, an increase in compassion and empathy mm-hmm in love for fellow man. And so maybe in, in some aspects, uh, there is a little bit about uh, touch a mushroom and become a hippie uh, to some degree <laughs> in that. Any thoughts on, on uh, the side effects that go along with this? Or can you explain that to the, to the audience watching? I, I could start first on the, on the bad side, the side effects of the others, yeah. right? That, that um, you know, something that's not talked about is the most, the most frequently prescribed antidepressant within the the, the VA system is, um, is Prozac, so floxaline, I never say it right, uh, which is shown to have 0% efficacy in application for combat PTSD. Well, if it's shown to be 0% effective, why is it prescribed like 96% of the time? Because that's what we think is supposed to work, right? Sure. Well, taking the drug can mess up a lot of other things, and then they pile on other Drugs, well, putrin being the one a lot of times, and there's, there's other things then because someone becomes, uh, has erectile dysfunction or other um, sexual things, and so they add other stuff, and then you just end up with this bucket of 30 pills, <laughs> and I talk about the bucket of pills a lot. Um, what, it, what it actually, you know, when you think about what's going on there, what's, what they're trying to do, so you're, you're working with a, 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 a slow uptake um, SSRI is the type yep. of medication it's called. So it takes not, not, not days, but weeks and months to measure the effectiveness of it. If you had a standardized system and this, this person, the, the, the veteran they're working with lived in a box, like, you know, a, a box with pillows all around it, and they came and they took their dose and then they tested how they felt and they did this, for six to eight weeks at a time, they could probably find the right dose that, that, might, that might work for that person. But that's not how it's done. You're living in the real world. You're, with, uh, you're working with a therapist where there's no therapeutic alliance, so you might not mesh well with your therapist, and so there's nothing really moving or going on there. Um, real world is, is throwing its real world shit at you, and so you, know, you, you go in and they reevaluate. So how are you feeling today? Well, I feel like shit, I want to fuck the world. Well, because you just got cut off in traffic and then you run late and the elevator was full and they wouldn't let you in, whatever, like all these other stuff's going on. But they hear that as, oh, the meds aren't working and they give you more. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just a really, really messed up system. Yeah. yeah. The, what is it that, 
uh, my, my friend um, Del Jolly with Unlimited Sciences was telling me like the, the toxicity level for like psilocybin mushrooms, it's like 48 pounds or something like that. You'd have to eat that much mushroom for it to, to have like a negative, to have like a negative uh, impact on your system. Well, that's that's a lot different than those pills that, yeah. <laughs> that, that you're taking. Pounds of Paxil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it's 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 just different. So, side effects. What what are the side effects from a psychedelic? Well, it's it's a full. It causes a, a full reset. We call it a reset. The default mode network, right? What's your default mode? That's your best way to explain it. Is if you have your, if I have my Zach suit, you know, I wake up and I'm just this. <laughs> this bubbling ball of energy every morning and I put on my Zach suit. That's my default mode network. It's the, it's the, the way that I act throughout the day, who I've, who I've learned to become. And ultimately that's all based on, um, you know, your, your evolution. It's based on who you become is to protect you. Mm -hmm. And so the, the shroud of defense. Yeah. And so that's your default no, mode network. So it resets that. And for a lot of people, that means that, that, that opens you up. That makes you, willing to, to, to love and to laugh and to be free and vulnerable and sometimes smile and sometimes cry, that's your side effect. And if that's a bad thing, like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're seeing is a bad thing, it's not a bad thing to me because that's closer to your, your true self. Where we, where we tend to have problem, it's called, the, it's called um, authenticity versus attachment, right? So who am I here? Who, who am I? Who am I is my true self, capital S self versus who do I feel like I need to be in order to gain attachment? Yeah. And attachment is necessary. Attachment starts in our earliest years, our developmental years with, you know, with our primary caregiver, usually the mother, you know, I, you need attachment to that because that, that other being gives you food, keeps you safe. And then over time, like you, you, you learn certain behaviors because you want that person to be closer to you and provide you more of that thing. And that just then continues on all outside of that. And so you, you form this, you put on your, your suit, mm -hmm. your morning suit to be all these things. And you lose track of what's authentically there. And the larger gap you have between that authentic self and what you're doing for attachment, the more trouble you tend to run into in life. And so what psychedelics does is it, it zips that all back up. And at least for a spell, it allows you just to be that authentic self yeah. and provides you the opportunity then to determine, okay, do I want to stay with this? Or, you know, am I maybe just going to take a little bit of my Zach suit and put it back on? But it gives you a reset. Yeah. And for a lot of us, that's, that's what's needed. That's the, the, first, the first step, the building block of healing. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we often hear words of profound or illuminating or ego dissolution, uh, you know, in all of these, you know, modalities of treatment that we're, you know, that uh, these individuals are, but at the end of the day, are experiencing, but at the end of the day, what, what's coming out of it is, to, to your point, they're just experiencing the love, they're experiencing life, they're experiencing everything that's happening without that shroud of defense that's in there, in, that, that's deflecting these things off that is in many senses um you know as a layman like self-contrived defenses just that don't make any sense and you're just you're just trying to exist right um and i find that to be amazing i've had my own experiences with ayahuasca and 
you know, uh, and I could, I, could, I could check all those boxes of saying profound, yes, illuminating, yes, ego dissolution, of course. Um, and then on the backside of that, like, all I want to do is hug people and tell them how much I'm, I'm proud of them or, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, recognizing their existence or being with them in the moment. Uh, like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I could live with that. Um, you know. Did you know the Grunt Style Foundation serves our military and veteran communities with everything they need to get on track, no matter their circumstances? From alternative medicine, mental health support, career resources, combating homelessness, food insecurity, and more, we are partisans for our community and will remain so with your support. Donate today, and together, we will drive positive changes we desperately need. Someone has to, and we're stepping up. Are you? Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org and support a veteran today. You talked a little bit about data. I want to, I want to kind of circle back to this really important. Uh, as we talk about like legislation and, you know, um, the things that the VA wants to see from data. And this was something we experienced when we were going through the PACT Act was, you know, the uh, legislators saying, hey, we need more data. We need more data. We need more data. But, you know, we're at this critical position within our community right now, you know, that more people are dying every day and we don't have time for data. Much like the, the toxic exposure uh, conversation, I think that already existed. Like, you know, I, I, I run a business. I have to run MSDS sheets, you know, in our, in our production side every day, right? If I was to set something on fire in my parking lot of my business in Chicago, I would get thrown in jail immediately for all these different things because the toxins that's being thrown up into the air. Um, when we talk about psychedelics, right, we're in, in, in this field and we're looking at veteran suicide, you know, it, 20 years, 30,177 veterans have committed suicide compared to the 7,057 men and women that died in combat operations. So we're killing ourselves at a factor of nearly 4.5. Do we have time to collect more data? Because I sat through the 2022 uh, NIH conference there was three days where they were bringing people from all over the world, showing us all the data, how psilocybin, uh, 5-MeO-DMT, DNT is all having positive effects for mental health. So what are we talking about here when it comes to, um, you know, we need to produce more data for the VA to, to have these modalities, you know, being implemented with, you know, and we're not having to send people to uh, South America to get this treatment. Yeah. Well, it's also been illegal to collect that data for 50 plus years. Yeah. So right. just right. makes it really challenging. Now yeah. we're really handcuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane to me. Um, and, and, you know, and the science keeps showing us every day, you know, there's new stuff that are, that's coming out. Like, uh, you know, earlier this year, the Oxford university came forward and saying the low uptick SSRIs have zero efficacy across the board when it comes to anxiety, but we're still shoving these pills <clears throat> down our throats Right, that's not changing the the, the um, pharmaceutical companies from you know pushing this and proliferating it into yeah. small town USA. I'll jump in with one of that. What we have, um, I think this is part of our. It's the Western take a pill mentality, anyway. Yeah. But we equate oftentimes numbing out with with healing or with you know if you. Um, I have I have a pain, so so something hurts. We'll take away that pain. It doesn't hurt. That's better. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work the same with mental health stuff, but we apply the same methodology to it. That okay, well, these things pain me. I have these, you know, I have these 
nightmares or these dreams or these these really bad memories, these bad feelings. I'm super depressed. So let's let's not feel that anymore. Okay. Well, what happens with numbing out is you don't get those low lows, but you also don't get the high highs. Right. So everything that I do, that's kind of the interesting part, I guess, maybe with my career or maybe how I know it's it's my it's purpose driven for me is everything that I do is is as a result of my own personal journey. So my own experience with with SSRIs and other uh, pharmaceutical antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds um, was a result of me recognizing that I didn't feel so. So every year, you know, Memorial Day, we've talked about this some before we came in here. Mm-hmm. Tim. Um, Memorial Day is like a, it's a it's a unique day for us, for those of us who've lost you know, a, a lot of people very close to us. Um, I usually set aside some time on, on, on that day to, to just to go and feel all the feels, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, if I need to ugly cry, I'm an ugly cry, like whatever needs to happen. And I can remember the, the year I'm, I'm thinking about right now, I, was, I happened to be, I was in rehab at the time. And uh, I'm like, okay, this is the rough spell. I'm going to go off my own, you know, own hallway and figure this out. And there was nothing. I'm like, what? It was like the tank is empty. Like I got nothing. I'm like, what is this? And as I kind of peeled things back, I realized I'm not, I don't have that depth. I can't reach that spot right now. Why am I not able to feel? And it was, I was numbed out. I was, I don't, I don't want to talk about how many pills I was on at that time, but it was, it was, it was a shit ton. And we, we do that. And we think that that's healing. Like, no, man, it's, it's not. And as I I do the work, so I, I sit in a lot of ceremonies with a lot of veterans and, and afterwards, a lot of some, uh, oftentimes they share, and they're sharing, and they're just they're just in agony. And I can I ask them, I'm like, if you can, if you can just just stay in the driver's seat just long enough to acknowledge what a beauty it is that you can feel that, even though it's heart wrenching, it's it's just ripping your heart out, and tears are coming all over. You're feeling it, man. You're feeling the full depths. And that's what life is, is to be able to feel all the way down into that because on the other side of that is the sunshine and waterfalls and the glory and the joy that so many of us, of them, have not felt in years, if ever. And so we get trapped in this, this numbness and we think that that's life. And it's not. You know, you take those pills away, you take that lifestyle away, and yeah, there are going to be some deep valleys, but man, on the other side, there's some really good stuff. And so we just, we get stuck in this safe place, this safe, you know, cushioned area, and that's not, that's not sustainable. And that's why we seek then, we seek thrill-seeking, we seek uh, higher highs and lower lows through drugs and alcohol and other stuff because we've been numb to other things for so long. Yeah. Yeah, and it's largely society, right? You know, yeah. the, 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 the the every day that you talked about, like we got to get up and we got to put the meat suit on, and we got to go do, we got to go make the donuts, and we got to go do this, pick up the kids, do the laundry, do the, the all that stuff. And you know, I challenge anybody that's listening is like, when do you at, throughout any part of the day sit down and take a moment for yourself and say, hey, I'm gonna, I've got to sit with some of the things that that are, are happening to me today. I'm going to process it. I'm going to get it out of my head, and then I'm going to pick up and move on. I would say, you know, we are. That is the minority of people that are actually doing that. You know, everybody's just kind of struggling through life, and you know, looking for 
whatever whatever it is that gives them a little bit of happiness, and that's very short and fleeting. Um, now we you know this work when it comes to psychedelics, right? It has you know it's been I've heard from many people um, that it has a it has a, a unique way of working with veterans. Have you heard some anything similar to that? I'm not tracking. Uh, more so, like maybe Will, you can you, jump yeah, in on this. Yeah, sure. Like. I mean, I think uh, you know, my experience anyway. Um, you know, I had heard all of these stories of kind of what goes along with the ayahuasca experience. Uh, you know, I'd never even dabbled with any kind of drugs. I've never been a, a drinker or anything like that. So really, you know, uh, uh, ayahuasca is a first experience into you know that type of help beyond you know pharmaceuticals prescribed by. You know, doctors, uh, it, was, it was a pretty deep jump. So you definitely have this uh, fear of all the stories that you've seen, all the YouTube videos that you've watched, all the books that you've read, and just the stories of people that you have know that have done that. And then setting in the experience and just hearing the traumas and the ripples of, you know, the things that have impacted them in their life that they're manifesting through that process of confronting that dark or whatever. Uh, that was not my experience, and it, it was uh, very profound, you know, and all the things that we talked about before. It was mystical. It was all these things. But it was not that confronting of the deep healing uh, as what I expected. The expectation is the enemy, you know, of the journey of what I was expecting to have happen. Um, but it was very gentle. It was a very gentle ride into that release. And I think, you know, what I received on that first thing was that, you know, we, we have these experiences that do impact us throughout our lives. And that's what we're seeing people work through uh, on these journeys. And maybe it was something once that happened that's continued to impact them now, years and years later. Well, you know, for people that have been through the, the wartime experience, maybe they've got multiples of these types of traumatic experiences that are happening in layers, many times in a day, even sometimes. Uh, but you're releasing that. This medicine is working with you to release that in a way that's, that's kind of confronting that, that initial darkness in a different way. Uh, so uh, I think the uh, thing I've heard from other folks that have had that similar experiences, it's, it's more gentle with veterans in that sense. That it's, mm -hmm. Because there's so much there in that ball of twine to unravel that you can't just pull out each individual little thread one at a time, whereas someone else that's maybe not got that amount of trauma that they're dealing with, that they're working with the medicine. You know, they are pulling out individual hairs, but that ball is just so compacted yeah. that it just kind of releases in a different way. And so it's a little more gentle as a result, just because of the complex nature of the trauma. Yeah, I could say sometimes I could say it's different for for everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's um it's important for me, for for the way that we organize the heroic arts programs, that it's an all veteran group. Um we've had we've had success with, with mixed groups. Um there was a time when we, we before we got a little more before we got bigger and a little more organized where we would send uh, veterans to just you know maybe to Sultara to other other places reputable places um, and they would just integrate with the group and that's they can have there's some great healing can come from that but there's really something special about about showing up someplace looking at a group so I mine was mixed mine was mixed but it was mixed NHL players and Raider, another Raider and so I felt when I walked into that room um, that was the safest I had felt in a really, really long time. And that enabled me then to go as deep as I need to go because I knew that, I knew they had me. Yeah. 
And I think it enabled them the same thing. And that's what I try and that's what we try to recreate for the veterans when we, when we create these groups is everyone here is like you. They understand you at least they, not your specific journey, but they understand what that what that's like. And there's a lot of power in that. Um, which goes to, to my next point, which is community, which is the people that you do it with, the people you can have these conversations with. The, the medicine, the treatment itself is just a, a small part. It's being able to talk about it mm-hmm. that's important. And that's not just in plant medicine, that's in, in, that's in everything, is we, we, as a, we as a country, as a society, again, we, we don't understand trauma. Or we, we look at it incorrectly. We see trauma as the thing that happens, the really bad thing. So the, the tidal wave that hits or the, you know, the, the, the sexual assault incident or someone getting blown up, that's the trauma. That's, that's a traumatic event. That's mm-hmm. not the trauma. That's not what causes the, the damage in your body. What causes the damage in your body is how it's received. Yeah. What is the system of support? How are you received with love and kindness and care and compassion could you talk about it? Could you process it, externally process it, with someone who understands and has been in a similar situation? So Sebastian Younger writes about this in Tribe. Mm-hmm. He talks, writes about how it's, you know, you're, I don't remember the exact percent, I think it's eight times, you're eight times more likely to develop PTSD if you're an admin guy that gets caught in a combat situation than if you're an infantryman in that same situation because the admin guy has no one to talk to it about. He can't process that that. Thing that just happened to him and so he's alone and just just takes it all in and he gets stuck then his body gets stuck in a trauma response well if we can't talk about our our plant medicine experiences our psychedelic experiences with others we don't fully then benefit from it but we're also talking about and processing that traumatic event sometimes that happens with that's one of the things the medicine does for us the the ayahuasca or ibogaine or psilocybin it tells that story in a different way and helps us to realize that how we respond. The Grunt Style Foundation is moving forward with purpose. Thanks to support from members of the community like you, we have begun to turn the tide in the fight against toxic exposure, PTSD, and veteran homelessness, among other things. This is a fight some people don't believe can or should be fought. Respectfully, they can sit on a cactus and spin. We are in this for our brothers and our sisters. So the challenge is accepted. Let's be the change we need. Somebody has to be. Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org and donate today.